Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I drop you off at Willoughby and Murdo. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take your shirt off. You see me convince your homegirl. Hey, hey, let that beat come in. <laughs> Give it up. Give it up. All right, we've been 30 seconds. Sorry. Happy Fat Tuesday. Happy Fat, Fat Ass Friday. Fat whenever this gets posted. Tuesday. But. <laughs> Celebrating. Mardi Gras. On time, but way after the fact for you. <laughs> Shout out to Nolens. You feel me? Yes. Remember that time. I actually was just talking about that at work today. My memories were coming mm-hmm. up. Not even at work, actually. It was um on the way to work in the lift. The guy was from and- New Orleans and was like, have you been? And I'm like, yeah. That was a fun trip. We did the cooking class. Yeah, he actually, he asked me if I ever had a praline from there. And what have I tried? Like, if I tried it soft or was it hard? I was like, we actually had, we made some, you know, it was a cooking demonstration. And he gave me one. He gave me some that he makes, you know, as a the another Uber job. driver? Yeah. He had pralines, like they were bagged up, of course, sealed. But I, you know, I still, I still ate it. I took candy from a stranger. Sue me. Yeah, you did. You stepped out on faith with that one. But thank God you're here to tell the tale. I am. Check on me tomorrow, though. Oh, that just happened? Yeah, that was earlier today. And he knows where you live, so. Right. All right. Well, we're not going to speak on that any further. Um. Make sure all of your locks are locked tonight. Thank you. Let's be cognizant. Be aware. <laughs> Don't be taking your trash these, out at 11 these p.m. Tor- these toy doors I have here. Right. Anybody could kick down the door waving the 4-4. Oh, they're going to be waving the 4-4 as well? Wow. I mean. It's rough out here. <laughs> it's rough. No, I'm going to choose to believe that this sweet old Creole man just wanted to give you a praline because it's Fat Tuesday. And, right, right. And maybe he was doing you know. something special for his clients that day. Like, exactly. You know. Do you tip on every Uber and Lyft ride? I don't tip on any Uber. Okay. I don't think I've actually ever tipped. Do you think tipping or not tipping in a ride share affects your score that they give you on there? I don't know because I don't tip... Nor do I pay attention to the score, but I'm just thinking about that today because I realize... Can I see my own score? I think you can. That's actually a funny concept now that I'm thinking about it. Because with Airbnb, right, you know how 
the Airbnb host can see your score and how you've done with previous Airbnb reservations. Oh, you can't see your own score. I have a 4.7 out of 5. So I wonder what got me deducted 0.3 points. And what's that on? Uber. Hmm. Let's see. I am a wild Uber rider, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, wow. What a surprise. I'm a 4.84. Oh, bitch. Why are you higher than me? And I am a problem. Like, I can tell you I've had a couple incidents that warrant me to be at least a four. You know, like. Wow. Unruly. (laughs) Unfucking ruly. Unintentional as well. I'm so upset by the fact that your score is higher than mine. Wow. The things that we get riled up about. Look at this. That Look is at so this rude. shit. Wonder if I put my picture on there if that'll make me get higher points. No, fuck that. Fuck fuck Uber. Hmm. Well, anyway, we just got totally sidebarred, sidetracked. We did. What's up, friend? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Wait, I was going to finish this one thought about the Airbnb host, how they can see your rating from previous reservations you've had. And it was funny because one of the bookings I recently made, you can view your Airbnb host ratings as well, like from a customer, like how they are as the customer. And it was hilarious because my Airbnb host had a bad review (laughs) it's something about how like they don't clean up they just left everything you know a mess and all this other stuff and then I was just thinking like I guess like how bad could it have been but then I also was like okay when I check out of Airbnb like I'm not leaving it a mess yeah I'm not leaving it a mess I can't even compare oh you're saying you can see reviews about your host who is also a customer. Exactly. So people, other hosts were talking about your host as a customer. Yes. Yes. And they got you. Okay. I see. Right. I see. Right. I see. I see. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Um, Cause it's like, she's unclean and things like that. And I'm like, well, hopefully the house isn't unclean, but I feel like she pays for, Clean, you know, she has maids and stuff, yeah, so that's, that's not an in. issue for yeah, her, you know. That's built in, right. So I have only stayed in, like, a few Airbnbs, and I always try to straighten up and stuff. I mean, we're not, like, washing towels and shit, but, like, we'll definitely try to put the laundry <laughs> in the laundry room and, like, stuff like that. But, like, when I just stayed in an Airbnb with my high school friends, these bitches was not trying to clean up. They was like, bruh, like the maids are coming. Who cares? Da, da, da. And I'm just like, really? Like- there is a cleaning fee that you're paying for, though. But it's just like, I guess at the end of the day, how do they say that uh, my mama taught me better than that? Yeah, that's I that's was raised I better than that. Like, I'm not going to leave someone's home a wreck, especially yeah. when the Airbnbs that I'm choosing are most times notches better nice. than my current living situation yeah yeah i'm not gonna do that i don't do that at my own home right so it's just crazy for me to do it there now in a hotel that is different well with a hotel room it's just a room so like you can't do much do much you can't like you gonna make the bed for them right 
And you also can't wreck much. You can leave a lot of trash, but then again, they give you a trash can that's the size of a shoebox. Mm-hmm. So it's like star beams. What y'all think? Starlights. What do we call? Right. Them? You know. What? <laughs> do you clean up? What are your reviews? Right. What do you? What's do? your rating? Right. Mm. What's your What's process your when checking out or when? traveling and staying in a different place other than your home are you cleaning up after yourself this reminds me of that episode of um what's that really trippy show on netflix black mirror yeah that black mirror episode where everything you can get in life is based off your social media rating yes because they said that's seven? where it, that's I'm doing where, bad in life. That's where you, look at you. This is where shit. Gets I'm doing fucked bad up. in life. See, this is where they want us to be, bro. And ratings. then and now I'm having bad. I'm having negative thoughts about you. So now my ratings going down even more because it can sense that. That's it. That's crazy. I, my thoughts aren't even my own. This Black is- Mirror be having. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Black Mirror was some shit, bro. Like what? Yeah, and we in here sipping on these hurricanes. When's the last time y'all had some hypnotic? You feel me? <laughs> hypnotic and Hennessy. <laughs> Yo, that shit though is so fucking sweet. Like it's crazy because don't you remember? I'm pretty sure me and you had an incredible Hulk the first time together in college. Yeah. I think so. Was that the and same we night as my like, birthday? I don't know if that maybe po- po- it's quite possible. Because I, I feel like no we idea. had an incredible Hulk, and then after that, we switched up and had that peach or mango Bacardi for the rest of the night. I tie in the incredible Hulk with that because I remember us having a bottle of hypnotic as well that year. That just sounds like a really bad decision to do hypnotic and hypnotic. I mean. Ultimately, we know it was a bad decision to do because we saw Carrie taking care of me that night. And without further ado, I think that it's time for us to segue (laughs) into This Is 22, okay? I'm feeling 22. Yo, what is that song? I wish I remember who sung it because I know it. Like, Is it like Carly Jensen or something? Like, Let's see. We're going to find this shit because... Oh, damn, it is Taylor Swift. I knew it was motherfucking Taylor Swift. I didn't know it was her. I thought this was something from, like, way, way back in my childhood, but I guess not. No, we used to like Taylor Swift before she just became, like, the the biggest white woman of all time. (laughs) Before she showed her true colors? Yeah, like, we, we just thought she was cute and 16 and... Mm-hmm. Just being Taylor, little Taylor on the farm, little Taylor Swift, and then it was like white woman. Ah, <laughs> that Demon. shit really jumped out, right? <laughs> that shit really jumped out, like Ugh. white feminism. Oh God, right? It stresses me out. Um. But yeah, yeah. twenty two. So twenty two, yeah, twenty two. Well, actually, I really hadn't. When I said earlier that I still couldn't recall the birthday, I really hadn't until that moment. I remembered that's the year that you guys attempted to throw me a surprise party, and you were almost successful. Right up until the day 
I know that the whole group was just crushed by this because you guys really had like almost pulled it off. <laughs> There's just way too many girls in the group, you know? It's too many of us. But it wasn't even one of the bitches that ruined it. Was, it. it was, you're right. It was an outsider. That nigga. Right. It was that nigga. Who, who was he? What was his name? Who knows, you know? But I know who you're referring no. to. Oh, Darius. Darius. I was about to say, we just did this with him like three episodes ago where we were trying to recall this nigga's name. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. we were like, I don't know talking at that time or like maybe we had just been talking at that time or maybe we were still talking at that time I don't know it was around the time that we were kind of interacting in a physical way right not fucking but just like being around each other a lot Uh and I guess we fell out something happened and I he called me I don't know to if to apologize or what but he was just like yeah I'm gonna see you later at your um thing tonight and I was like what and Shana was standing right there Shana was with me we had just got out of class and I was just looking at her like what and then she was like what (laughs) like uh don't know what you're talking about and yeah so basically they threw me a little party it was a great party. It was so much fun, but it was like on a school night, I think. And so we didn't really go too, too hard. Right. Did we go hard later that weekend or did we? I have a Polaroid of it on my, in my room. I had on these black leggings with these, with this floral stripe down the front of them. And uh, that same corset top that I had worn on my birthday the year prior. Because in college, you're just doing whatever. Right. And also, I didn't know that I was having a party. So I don't think that I, I might have got something if I knew. But I tried to like, act like I didn't know what was going on, but still like get cuter than I probably would have if I had really not known. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. That was my birthday. And then that year, you know, that was the year I graduated from college. So that was um, very transformational. I think that that summer I kind of like had a freak out. Like that summer was actually probably one of the roughest of my life to date still. That whole summer was just like crazy, high intensity, high emotions, like fast moving a lot of decisions being made like turmoil within the family it was just like crazy that summer Mm -hmm. and then um i moved away i left i left home atlanta moved to pittsburgh where i knew nobody but my dad and my grandma and that was at 22 that was at 22 and i turned 23 when i got here Mm -hmm. because that was Look at the math. Look at look at how the math is. I had to, no, I had to <laughs> no, I'm over here right. confused because I'm trying to think. Like, was I 22 too? At that well, time, that yeah. summer, yeah, yeah, you were. You had you had turned 22 by then. By the time we graduated, you were 22. I was 22 already. Okay. Yeah. 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 22 was um. What did we do for your 22nd? I don't even. I don't recall. Same. It was transformational for sure. The birthday was transformational? 
No, actually, for 22... What do we do? Was that the year I went to Dominican Republic? Or was that 23? Punta Cana. I don't remember you taking a trip during senior year to Dominican Republic. Okay. Twenty two. <laughs> this is twenty two. Oh yes. Yes. Oh yes. We had colored hair. We went to Coachella. We went that to year. Coachella at twenty two. Was that that was the second year I went? I had lavender hair and it was And I had blue hair. And it was I had every intention of having some waist length hair and Jay burnt it all up with dye and bleach. And so it ended up crazy is that it was burnt up so bad and like I didn't even have the heart to even tell you this at the time, but now we can laugh about it. It was so burnt up that it was like still breaking off even like days later. Like it was burnt to a crisp the that's what the bleach will do but i have to tell you that lavender color was so beautiful like it was super fun it was the perfect look for coachella that year like everyone was stopping us and wanting to take pictures with us because we all looked so you know because we were in theme we were fun girls that shit was lit and that was and damo came through with the rainbow right right so and that was, I feel like you kind of turned more a little bit pink at the closer we got to Coachella, but it was lavender at, at first. Yeah. So, you know, the way the word I would use to describe 22 is I can agree with you with transformational, but also fun and messy. It was time to get up out of Syracuse because it was just a lot of chaos. It was taking place. I feel like towards the end, a lot of drama came crashing down. And so that built up the anxiety to want to get up out of there quickly. Like we've overstayed our welcome. Syracuse has given us what we needed. And that's probably how people get washed up around the fifth and sixth year because they've been through all that drama and chaos. And they ain't give themselves a chance to let that shit simmer, you know? I think about when we, um, I lived in UV. I lived like, they lived off campus and I lived like pretty much on camp, like yes. campus housing, but like off campus, campus housing. And so it was me in Africa against Jen and um, whatever my other roommate's name was, because we were the smokers and they were the non-smokers. So the, the se- second semester senior year, me and Africa were just doing things to be over the top excessive Mm. we would go and like like smoke blow smoke up under their doors because they hated us smoking we would invite everybody over africa wanted to have people over every weekend she was always just like 
anybody want to come over here? Like we would have, we hosted our show events there because Africa just wanted to like, we, I mean, me too. I wanted to stick it to them. I wanted to be like, bitches, this is our shit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was definitely a, a, a welcome being overstayed. Um, had to go. I remember I packed up and didn't say bye to them. Just like dipped out like a thief in the night. Yeah, 22 was fun and messy. I lived in what was my favorite apartment of the years that I've lived there. I really enjoyed Roberts Drive as well, but Copper Beach was fun too because it came with the gym. It was like all of that. And it was I just like the remember, first place nearby with the ill amenities. Ill amenities, exactly. And it was super fun. And then, you know, we had the listening parties. Like, we had crazy events in that place. I used to cook. We've really been on this party shit for a long time. We've been throwing, like, really cute we're, we're event planners, we really are. We're planners, straight like that. Like we, and even if you're not a primary planner, you know how to plan because right. you've seen it be planned. Right, so many times. exactly. We've curated so many vibes, vibes and experiences that it's just like book us because that should be crazy. We, we know how to bring the right people together, we know, right. which is also a skill. Guest list is a skill. And I've been actually really struggling with that in Pittsburgh because it's like not everyone should be invited to everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like sometimes you're trying to get you're trying to achieve a certain goal and it it can't be with like your friend. Audience, target audience, target audience. You yeah. feel me? Like. No, don't take it personal. But yes, 22 was just great. Like I would cook for all of my friends. We've had amazing dinner parties, amazing events. Uh, it was the year we graduated. You know, like I really don't have too much to say about that aside from the mixiness. Like, we were what was your summer like after graduation, though? That's what that's the bulk of 22 was after we got out of college. Yeah, my summer after graduation was chill, yet I got slapped hard with reality that this isn't college anymore. And yeah. so that whole go to if you finish and you know you graduate college all is well with the job like you're going to secure one easily i thought it was going to be easy to get a job in you know communications doing like tv production or whatever yeah i thought i was going to mtv and it wasn't at all for me i actually ended up working at juicy couture that was the job i had out of college for right who worked? Some, Maybe you had a friend that worked there. Less than a year. I ended up meeting. Oh, Chantel Jackson worked there with me. Yeah, that's who it was. Because you guys would go get macaroons and shit. Right. And then there I ended up meeting an Aquarius who shared the same birthday as me, which, you know, was freaky as fuck because we really felt like we were the same person. Like, I believe if you share a birthday with someone, there's a very strange connection. That you're gonna have with that person, but um, yeah. Who who is that? 
this girl named uh, Shelby, like, she was just mm. super, you know, you probably seen her for a phase in my life. Like, we went out one year for my our birthday while I was working there. For uh, 20, probably 23, yeah, yeah, or 24 or something. But, yeah, so, yeah, that was that. It was just a lot um, of things, a lot of fun, but reality hit once college ended, my relationship at the time was, you know, bullshit, like definitely Don't even holding know on, relation- holding oh, on, right, 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 right. Holding on to something that really should have been let go, you know, that should have been released a long time ago. My little rendezvous had ended at the, uh, at 22. So yeah, there was just a lot of that. My summer was, oh, I was really like living a really reckless life. I think that the reality thing also hit for me, too, that like this is the only time in the rest of my life that I'm going to be able to have free time and like do whatever I want and be up at three in the morning and be sleeping until one o'clock. Like this is it for me because I got to get a job. And then it was also like the race to get a job because I feel like I was, I don't really remember having a job that summer. Like I had money somehow, but I don't know that I actually had a job. So (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. remember what my job was if I did. Um, Damn, did I have a job? Maybe I was a camp counselor or something. I don't know. But... Yeah, I had it rough, and then I just moved away. I just feel like I, once I got that new job in Pittsburgh and moved away, I just released everything that was, like, college, that summer, everything. I just, like, left it where it was, didn't pack it with me, like, left all my baggage and came to Pittsburgh as a whole new person where no one knew me. Right. That's just kind of nice. That's why I feel like I'm kind of getting itchy to, like, do it again. Because it's kind of cool going to a town where, like, there's no preconceived anything about you. Right. It's just you, like, being yourself and just, like, meeting new people and, like, not having any type of preconceived notions about anything or anyone. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's 23. We'll get to that later. Hey. I was literally counting backwards just now trying to figure out when my move was, like what age that was. I think it was 23. But it'll come. That too shall come and stay tuned because, you know, there's just so much life to get through so many years. And if you guys feel compelled to share a story of your own at 22 or 21, you know, or 20, hit us up like... I'm so curious to know, you know, what what your experience was like. Right. Because we know it's all different. Everybody was doing something different. For sure. All right, cool. So where are we at? It's still Pisces, yeah? It is Pisces. It's still Pisces season. And today we're just going to get straight into the good old book. (laughs) I just want to say sidebar I talked to my really good Pisces friend Felicia yesterday About the other Pisces girl that I know And I don't really like her 
I don't care for her too much. And Felicia, the Pisces, said, yeah, you're just used to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's basically what she said, because I was like, a lot of the stuff she does, you do that, but like, it doesn't bother me when you do it. And she was just like, yeah, because you're used to me. And also, you just don't like that girl. It might not actually have anything to do with the fact that she's a Pisces. Most times with Sydney, there's always an ulterior <laughs> reason. I was ready something. to hate all y'all she's niggas. She's really passionate about wanting someone out, wanting, you know, what is going on. Let's get rid of them. Like, I don't even want them around. You already know. I'm like, there is. Sydney does not like that person. Yeah. It's just the way she is. She will try every angle to get him out. To get him out. <laughs> Brainwash. Blatant, just flat out, you know, tell, blatantly just please telling leave. you. Please. you like, please leave. <laughs> so. Please. <laughs> yeah. But today, let's get into the Pisces lover. Pisces lovers can frequently be found falling in love with love again and again, rather than with a real person. They just love being in love. Deluding themselves into thinking they truly love another being, they are in fact indulging their narcissistic and highly idealistic urges. Repeating the same patterns of enthrallment quickly followed by passionate and jealousy possessive behavior in which they torment themselves and their lovers, they run the gamut of the pleasures and pains that high romance can offer. So that's interesting to hear because one of my male Pisces friends, I would definitely, when that... When you mention narcissism and repeating a pattern again and again and again, that really jumped out as to be a characteristic that's that's the same with him. And it's like, sometimes I have a hard time understanding how to play a role in the friendship when I see the pattern of behavior and the narcissistic behavior. So it's kind of like, How do I then still be a friend and someone who you feel like you can trust and rely on, but not like enable you to, but then it's also, this sounds like that's just, it is what it is. That's who they are. There's no avoiding it. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's a reality I needed to hear is that like, it's literally in the astrological DNA. Right. In the chromosome. So, what do you think? What was your takeaway? I can't really read that and compare it to a Pisces lover that I know. This wasn't a Pisces lover, by the way. This is a Pisces friend that I had. I don't want to get it fucked up out here. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh,. Yeah, a Pisces lover, like, or a Pisces in general that I can, you know, think of, use these, what was said, but uh, no, I can't think of any, then when I think about myself, because, you know, my Venus is in Pisces, so it's how I show love, act towards others. I don't know. I mean, would you say I can frequently be found falling in love over and over again? 
Like, no. You don't seem to be like really like you know, you're not really like that. You're not like fairy tale mm-hmm. relationship like, oh, and then he just swept me off my feet. It's like <laughs> it seems like every guy you've dated, you're like, yeah. He seems to be all right. Like <laughs> it's always just like a <laughs> Huh. I'm okay. so dead. <laughs> Whose aunt or man are you talking about? Like, he seems <laughs> to be alright. <laughs> That's how my other Aquarius friend is, too. It's like that whole, like, I love to be in love and I just want to sing and musical sing all day. <laughs> like, y- y'all girls don't have that. It's so funny because we do want it. I mean, ask your friend. I'm sure she'll say yes, well, but it's she's, like... She's a habitual relationship person. And, and honestly, if we're keeping it a buck, so are you. So maybe there is something to be said about it. You know, right. you guys you guys may demonstrate it differently. You're not like yeah. vocal about being a hopeless romantic, but inside of your heart, you feel that way. Exactly. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Moving on to sex and the Pisces lover. Sex with your Pisces lover can be extremely satisfying. Okay, wow. Particularly if they are lonely and you are unhappy enough. (laughs) Whoa. These negative. Wait, I need to quote that. I need to write that down. I need to write that down. Please run that shit back. You said sex with your Pisces lover can be incredible. What? Particularly if they are lonely and you are unhappy enough. These negative feelings somehow. If they are lonely. Yes, if they. I'm sorry. I had to just quote this directly because niggas need to know. Okay, girl. Um, now <laughs> listen ahead, up. Yes, I'm ready. I'm These sorry. negative feelings somehow mesh and produce ecstatic sexual highs, punctuated, of course, by further loneliness and cravings that simply must once more be allayed and satisfied. I'm sorry, I was still girl, girl, this. girl. <laughs> I just got it out. I'm sorry. I need you to run that back one more time. The I people really need to hear. The said. people need to hear you acting I... like this, disrupting the recording. <laughs> Bitch, what you won't do is talk about my disruptive behavior when you will get up out of your seat while I am mid. But today is a new day. Today is a new day. Don't you dare. Okay, listen, because I'm going to start over. All right, I'm ready. I'm here to listen. For the final time. Okay, thank you. Sex with your Pisces lover can be extremely satisfying, particularly if they are lonely and you are unhappy enough. Mm. These negative feelings somehow mesh and produce ecstatic sexual highs. Punctuated, of course, by further loneliness and cravings that simply must once more be allayed and satisfied. Once caught on the old roller coaster of sex and love addiction, 
it is extremely difficult to get off, particularly when sharing the ride with a Pisces lover. When things become frantic, family members and friends may also get involved emotionally. Or if they remain objective, just sit and gape in amazement over such cavertings. That's kind of like intense. It's intense, but... Why does it sound like you're like fake miserable, but you're like stuck to them? Is that the vibe that you got? I don't like... Miserable? What do you mean? I mean, it sounds like you're... When I hear things that say like when you're on... Once you're on this emotional roller coaster, you can't get off. Like that sounds not fun to me. Toxic. Yeah, like... (laughs) Toxicity. That's all I see when I read this. I'm like, wow, sounds like turmoil, turbulence. A lot of shit that I really don't have time for. Clouded by that good dick? Sounds like an issue that... dick and peanut are the same thing. Or good pussy? Sounds like a challenge that a lot of us have these days. (laughs) So... Some strengths of your Pisces lover, giving, appreciative, responsive, but those weaknesses, those weaknesses, Mm. suffering. (laughs) Yo, your face was like, oh shit. (laughs) Suffering. Like, right. how do you even unpack that? Like, what do you right. mean? I'm trying to figure out how that's just a trait. Like, right. <laughs> suffering? They are making Pisces. Ooh, ooh, goodness. Okay. Another narcissistic. Wait, they really have suffering listed as a trait? Yes. A weakness, rather. A weakness. Interesting. Okay, narcissistic, what else? Your weakness is suffering, meaning you always got some shit going on. Is that how we unpack that? What? You're always a victim of something? Are you always suffering or are you causing suffering? Right. It's hard for me to figure out what our guy... Gary is trying to say here. So anyway... Gary is such a white man now that I know that he referenced that Casablanca... Oh, yeah, Gary is white. If only you saw the photo of him. There's no (laughs) denying that, you know? White guy, white hair. Where are the black astrologers at? Please, if y'all got books. They are here. They're waiting for us to step on the scene, (laughs) pull up. I mean, honestly, you know, we got a a few black astrologers, and we we just need to hit them up. That's really what it is. Hit them up. Get them on the show. Tell us a thing. Give us a reading. Do something. But anyway, interactive style of the Pisces lover. Enthralled. Tormented. Oh, Lord. Intense. All these devilish words. Yeah, I mean, it's what's in the book, you know? I can't can't change that, but... (laughs) What I can ask for is for y'all Pisces to let us know like you feeling you feeling offensive right now like do you want to 
fight us? Stand in, <laughs> clear the air, or just explain your toxic traits. Right. Break it down for us. Like, let us know the method the, to the madness. Where does the narcissism come from? Where does the suffering come from? Okay. Who's suffering? Why you? are you clinging to someone and then taking them on an unwanted emotional roller coaster ride? Help Why us do you keep Pisces. pulling them in with a good sex and loyalty? They we already they attributed loyalty as a good as you but know, then you gotta thing. ask but the recipient the, why is that person unhappy or why does the according you know because according to Gary like, oh, only if you're unhappy and lonely, and lonely will that spark happen so are you telling me if I'm in a good place there's no way I can enjoy sex with the Pisces is that it is there um how is there like a Pisces in a long-term relationship category? Because I don't really see them being able to stand by, stand by. <laughs> mm. What are we looking for now? Uh, in a marriage, right? Marriage or yeah, something long-term. We need. Okay, we need so to we've know got the Pisces up. spouse, the home and day-to-day married life with the Pisces spouse. So we'll cover the Pisces spouse and that home and day to day. The Pisces spouse is family oriented and enjoys time spent at home. Pisces spouses are dedicated to raising a family, but a marriage without children makes little sense to them. Therefore, if adoption is not desired by their spouses, they often seek to transfer their parental urges onto a niece nephew or other close family member or friend's child so strong are the parents who urges in many pisces that their pets also become their children the pisces spouse can be overprotective towards their mates and overly fearful for their well-being although normally appreciative of attention they do not seek such protection for themselves Day-to-day married life with the Pisces spouse are not always easy to live with. Their biggest problem is usually depression and frequently brought on not by the marriage, but by the low self-esteem that makes them feel less than useful and often inhibits their professional aspirations. Indeed, Many Pisces spouses have little ambition being content with a comfortable family life and an ordinary job. Certainly, the more unusual Pisces may lead quite an extraordinary life, but they mostly do not opt for marriage or if they do eventually leave the partnership out of boredom or because they feel neglected. So it sounds, you know, just as turbulent some of the strengths that they point out for the spouse is protective nurturing family oriented weaknesses of the pisces spouse is nervous overprotective and closed but the interactive styles are participatory responsible and devoted it's so yeah I don't really understand 
one minute it's this, next minute it's that. It's very hot and cold. You're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. And that plays into the narrative of is, the roller coaster. Yeah. Maybe is that, what that you about is. To say? I was like, maybe that is the spi- the, the spices, <laughs> the Pisces, like that's, and that's them. the roller coaster. It's going like this, up and down. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I've had enough of them for today. I mean, and that's no shade. I'm just, you know, moving on to the next segment. <laughs> no, we're we're done. For yeah. Sure. Um, all right, well, now it's time for a brief nosy news. All right, I don't have too much to say, but. Harvey Weinstein is going to jail. Or he's in jail. What the? Harvey (laughs) Weinstein was convicted. He was found guilty of rape. Harvey Weinstein. So they're getting them all, huh? He's like, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. They won't let him out. Locked up. And this is on no Akon shit. This man deserves to be locked up. I saw a, a quick headline today that he ha- was having heart palpitations, so they had to put him in the the hospital. Of course. Because, of course, you're going to try to finagle your way out of jail and say that your health is too poor and you can't be in prison. And the white man, when they sentence you next week, is going to be like, yeah, he's too fucking feeble. But here's my whole thing. If they go lock up Bill Cosby's blind, decrepit ass. Harvey Weinstein gonna have to sit his ass down in that cell. I'm sorry. Otherwise, it's a motherfucking problem. Because what you're not gonna do is take away our black kings. Even if that, I mean, they do do these fucked up things. Don't get me wrong. But either way, we still lose as a black culture. Y'all not about to have two evenly yoked motherfuckers, one white and one black, and nah. Right. These niggas is on the same motherfucking level in this whole game. Bill Cosby is huge. Bill Cosby is like one of the most popping black people of all time, keeping it a buck. So Harvey gonna have to sit his, his I was about to say black ass, his white oh so caucasian ass right on down in that luxury resort they call federal prison for the celebrities kobe bryant memorial happened did you watch any of it i have to watch the highlights because i had it open at work but it got so damn busy honestly they kept it short and sweet that thing was moving i felt like maybe there was no, it was live. They kept that thing moving. Mm-hmm. Even traffic wasn't as bad as they made it out to be. Like, coming into work, I came in, and traffic wasn't bad, like they said it would be. People were just, like, peacefully doing what they had to do. Right. 
So, yeah, there was, like, a whole bunch of other shit going on on Instagram that, like, maybe Instagram people would really care about. But me and Shayna, like, barely even like social media. So, sometimes it should be hard, but I don't even. Oh, the one thing I did want to mention, though, that I thought was pretty funny. I had heard a rumor a good while ago that Drea was out here cheating on her then-fiance Orlando Scantrick or Drick or whatever. And come to find out, Sis was really out here cheating because she tried to make a shady post about Orlando and he came back and said, Sis, you are fucking everyone, so why are you worried about what I'm doing? So Dre was really out here, you know, still being a basketball wife, still being the old Dre we know and love who left her son at home while she went to the strip club. So that's what they, that's why they split up? They split up because she was cheating? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm sure they split up because he was cheating too, but like she wasn't out here sitting at the house. I know that. Who is she cheating? Who's the They person? didn't really name any of the people. It's like multiple, she's been spotted with like multiple, she's been dating. You know what I mean? It's not like she was having an, a, a love affair. Bitch, bitch been out here on tinder you know what i mean like accepting dms dms are open for business drea is an aquarius (laughs) i don't know if y'all knew that but i'm just putting that out there i think i knew that but i forgot oh yeah she did just have a birthday celebration yeah well drea should be out here Drea is honestly bad as fuck. You know what I'm saying? She just should be out here doing whatever her little heart desires. Like, <laughs> she is I mean, so bad. it's like that bitch bad, looking like a bad. She's like you know ridiculous, but America's standards of a black Barbie. Like that's yeah, that's she Drea. has the actual body like demographics of Barbie. Like yeah. I would say pretty yeah. close. So good for her um wow the more i think about it the more i'm like yeah like that big ass forehead like wow from the forehead i wasn't even thinking about that i was just more so about the physique the physique physique. outside of the forehead look yeah she has like a tyra banks forehead and tyra banks also has a barbie body so there's that um all right well that's honestly all i had to even talk about because i truly did not care about anything else that was going on this week i just couldn't even stomach it today we're gonna talk about boundaries dun 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 Establishing relationship boundaries. How to share with someone, you know, what makes you feel uncomfortable, unsafe, disinterested, you know, all the things. Right. So, I mean, to start off, (laughs) is it a deal breaker in a sense or? It's like a... Standard? Yeah, I guess that would be a good way to describe it because if you cross it, cross my boundaries, <laughs> there's going to be some sort of penalty for that. 
Right. Be it ending the whole interaction, the relationship, or, you know, getting on, be, being upset about whatever it is Our that you did. boundaries rules? <laughs> yeah. I think that boundaries are definitely, like, a certain set of rules. rules. Yeah. More so than deal breakers, because, like... Whatever boundaries cross might not result in you in debting you the whole thing, you know, forever. And honestly, boundaries are, you're right, they are more like rules because I feel like you have other things that are then true deal breakers. Like boundaries is like the prerequisite. You know what I mean? Like, I'm warning you. I'm warning you. Try me, you know. <laughs> Boundaries are definitely like the fence outside your house. Now, if you go beyond the fence, then I'm going to have to have my attack dog come and see about you. There you go. Or better yet, you go beyond the fence, you might get the sprinklers on you. But if you go to the door you might get electrocuted or something. You know what I mean? You might get shot because mm-hmm. you're on my porch at that point. So the boundaries is that preliminary fence before it becomes a problem. Right. So are we are we insinuating that all boundaries have like like some type of negative vibe to it or is it just a prevent a preventative measure. So I was thinking about it because at first I was like, boundaries are a positive thing. Like, yeah, you would think so. Right. But now we like cross it and it's a problem. And it's a problem. Now we trying to, it's all of this. So I do. It's all of this body movement. Right. I love how we're both giving these striped shirts today. Like I just noticed it's the, the, <laughs> the opposite. We're inverted. That's ridiculous. Is yours navy? Or no, black? mine's black. But still, it could yeah. still pass. Like right. hilarious. Sydney has on a white with black striped shirt, and I have on a navy with white striped shirt. Right, right but it now. looks black. Right, and the stripes are like almost the same with. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, so what I was saying was that at first I thought that they were just like definitely positive, but I do think that what you just said hit the nail on the head as far as, you know, it being a preliminary thing. It's just like a disclaimer, if you will, or like even better. Even better. A disclaimer, like for real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that everyone should be open enough to share those disclaimers. I think that that's the next part of the question. Like, how is it talking about your boundaries with someone else? Because we all know we have we have things we feel right. We have things that we don't like, things that make us uncomfortable. But how comfortable are you actually telling someone else like, wow, you're really making me uncomfortable by what you're doing right now with that? I got to add another question on top of that. Are we, are you telling them, are you having a formal conversation about boundaries or is it something that sort of happens ad hoc? Like, of course, if something happens that you don't like 
you immediately let them know, or maybe you're not the type to immediately let them That's know. That's what but I'm saying. That not necessarily like, someone might right. bite their tongue and just hold it in and never say anything. Right. Yes. How do you verbalize your boundaries to someone? How do you have those conversations? Do you prefer to have a conversation? Let us know, Shayna. For me, of course, the boundaries are always difficult to hash up. For someone like me who's used to being cool, I'm not going to be the type of person to just flat out say it right there when it happens. Because I need time to process what happened. It would be, you know, the next time is when I would mention it. Got you. But what would that look like, establishing those boundaries? You know what? I've never really had an official moment to establish boundaries with anyone. Like where it was, you know, something where it was just like, I've I've said things where it's like, I don't like that, but... It's never been official for me where it's like, I. it's let's a hard no. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. This is why I don't like it. I prefer you don't do that. Like it, you know, makes me uncomfortable or whatever the case is. I and agree. I don't think, I I don't feel think like, I've had that. I think that that's actually the thing about boundaries is that you address them as they come up, right? Like, I don't think. I think that if you're going into some sort of like sexual scenario and you need to talk about like your boundaries within that context, like, yeah, you might sit down and like have an exchange, but like in most things, in most relationships, you might just see some behavior or see something and you give them that red flag. It was a flag on the play. Right. You explained the penalty and you know, they know that they're not supposed to do that. In the game. They know it's illegal. You know what I mean? Now, will they get another flag in the future? Possibly. Right. But, you know, we're hoping that you're not going to get ejected from the game. Right. So would you say, my next question for you is going to be, how do we establish difficult boundaries? I think this is under the same, you know, along the same okay, lines. Okay, let's... let's be specific. What are what are some things that we could call a difficult boundary? Okay. Uh I mm. Right. Right. What is difficult? Is it a problem that I would I want to speak to you more than once a week oh my god right that's what i'm saying like is it a problem that i want that would be a problem yeah oh gosh yeah. is that is like, that, that shouldn't be something that's difficult about? yeah 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 that right be difficult. i'm like that i'm just be... trying to think like what is difficult what you is know? difficult to say like, like i feel like a boundary i think like ba- saying like a difficult uh but this isn't really a boundary i don't know see now i don't know what boundaries are because i'm thinking like a difficult conversation to have would be like about maybe exclusivity and how you have to say at some point like I don't feel comfortable with like you having sex with other people. That but is then it's like a boundary. That's what makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. I guess the boundary so it's is like, just like you don't want to be intimate with someone who 
is intimate is, with is others with many others yeah or or any others for that matter yeah that's a difficult boundary i would say because when you're dating of course the assumption isn't that everyone's out here fucking but right you got to be realistic enough to think that you know some are right and to ask someone or say like hey if we're going to be seeing each other in that way as well like i'm not comfortable with you sleeping with anyone else right that would be categorized as a difficult boundary Right. So I think that how is it to have those conversations? I think that it's tough to have those conversations because one, you have to consider appropriateness, right? Like you guys haven't been talking for too long. So is it appropriate to voice your boundaries so soon? Like that could be maybe right. Assuming that let's assume that it's not so soon. Let's assume that you guys have been, Dating for a while without being physical, right? Okay. And we're a few months in. And now, you know, you've gotten close to getting there, but you haven't because you've, you know, self-control. And then after that, you know, you're ready to take it to the next level. But it's like before taking it to that next level, it's a couple things that, you know, need to be discussed. Right. So you're not confused after the fact or whatever the case is right yeah there could also be hesitancy around sharing your boundaries when you know you have an idea of how they might respond don't you right think that but that then but then it's like to talk about it who who is that on now is that on them or us because now we're going to you know the person is holding back what are you going to do? Just hold back on what no, a boundary is for you? No, I think it's definitely a us. Yeah, it's an us problem. It's the person's mm-hmm. problem. But I definitely think that that could be... A reason that, why someone will withhold. Yeah, some, yeah exactly. But if you like, do, you got to understand what you're getting yourself into. Right. And what the risks are of right. speaking up for yourself. But on the same hand, you got to speak up for yourself. Another challenging boundary to discuss is probably I don't need you gawking at every woman that passes mm. while we're out. Like I've honestly never really experienced that. I haven't either, but okay. I just, you know, here, you know. And now when I say I haven't experienced it, it's not like I haven't experienced someone like literally gawking on some yeah, I've never... I've seen guys look at girls. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's just like when niggas be looking directly but at your titties. But I really about, I'm not see... I'm your titties. Mm-hmm, like. But I really... But for me, I peep shit, period. You know? So whether you're gawking or you're glancing, I can see it. Just because, you know, like, it's the details. Like, I right. see what's happening. But I'm just saying, like, um, the gawking part and stuff like that. Like, is that... That would be something challenging to share, even if it's something that your ass has to, you know, verbalize. But I feel like if somebody is gawking at another 
person in front of you, they already ain't got no chill. You feel me? Like, that shouldn't be a conversation that even needs to fucking be had. But, hey, who am I? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Do you think so? Like, I don't think it does. Like... Or maybe, really... or maybe my other girl, she she didn't care or whatever. I don't know, girl. I, don't I know. feel like if anything, it... girl, like... listen, I've been single for a minute, so I don't really know what they out here doing. <laughs> I'm just out here, like, just telling you, you know, what you think, what I think. Can't wait until we, um, you know. That's gonna be a joke. We will be fucking everything up, walking around like, oh. <laughs> just confused. I was gonna say, can't wait until we see what these commitments are really like. Um, when it's time to have these difficult conversations, because we're certainly not having them with anyone. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you say I'll that be we struggling both to have commitment conversations with myself? Right, my commitments to myself. Right. So, would you say that we can both agree that we've never been in situations where we've had to establish? I think that we've never been in situations where we had to like initiate a conversation about boundaries. But I definitely know that I've had to speak to someone about crossing yeah. the boundaries. That's oh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, same. Yeah, that's. I definitely as well. have had. I've had. I've done it. You know what I mean? I I will say what I need to say if I feel uncomfortable. But I guess I just never did it in a formalized fashion. Right. It's always just kind of been like come up as it comes up and address it at that point. And if that works for you, that works for you. Or address it a little bit later, even after I've let it fester and then I just explode. You know, either way. Oh, you know, I thought about it. I really don't like that though I like to get it out right at the moment of feeling it Because I don't like that just exploding later on And then you just Then you're just crying You don't know why you're crying But you do know because it was that old shit It's just nobody wants to go through that So has anyone ever set boundaries with you? What did that look like? Um, Cindy don't be following no boundaries let me tell you look at her yeah no, like, i'm kidding <laughs> no nah, but like that i'm trying to figure out like romantically i mean i feel like nobody would i've never had someone be like i really they would never i feel uncomfortable when you do x y or z i've never i can't think of i can't think of that happening i mean maybe it has happened but i just have maybe blocked it out or something or just simply don't recall but what mm-hmm. about you? Have has anyone given you their boundaries? I feel like I don't know if it was a boundary or what, but I picked up on it as something. It was just mainly like uh one time, you know, or not even one time like I'd laugh about certain things, but then, you know, I wouldn't really share what the joke was. <laughs> and so they so, would say something and you would be like, Dah-ha. and they'd be like, what? And you're just like, nothing. 
<laughs> that would infuriate me, bro. I'm pretty sure I came to you about that. That was probably me. I'm so dead. There's no but way you're yeah, leaving like... me out of the joke. Because <laughs> now, now I know you're j- laughing at me. Yeah, it was just kind of like the reaction was more like, you know, what's the point? You know, of even laughing if, if you don't plan on sharing. Keep right. the laugh to your motherfucking self. And it was like, okay, say less. I hear you. And yeah. Were you able to correct that? To what? Withhold the laugh? No, bitch, share the joke. Look at you. Look at where your mind goes. <laughs> you rather not share the joke. You rather not laugh than share the joke. <laughs> Yo, it's something wrong with you in your brain. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh. You're like, what? Hold the laugh to myself? <laughs> what, what do you think? I'm an animal? I am so weak. Wow. Whoo. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I stopped after that. You stopped laughing. Wow. (laughs) She did. She did just that. She laughed inside. Yeah, I was like, I guess, you know, it isn't right if you don't plan on sharing it. And I don't. They were all inside thoughts that I was just reacting to out loud. (laughs) (laughs) You sound so silly, Shayna. Hmm? You're silly. Inside thoughts that I was reacting to out loud. I always think about that, though, is that, like... I really talk to myself, like watching TV and stuff. I I comment on things out loud. Mm-hmm. Because why am I saying that shit in my head? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I really be cracking jokes to myself out loud. Oh my gosh. All right. At this point, I have had a crazy day going down bourbon to all the bars. I drank all the hurricanes. (laughs) I'm ready to wrap this shit up. I'm ready to wrap it up, too. While I can. (laughs) While I can. All right. I think we could maybe, you know, round out that topic again later. Maybe with someone who is in a committed relationship that can talk about putting boundaries together with their partner. Mm-hmm. You can always find us online at sign me up podcast on social media, sign me up podcast at gmail.com on the email. Um, I'm at Sydney Poppins too. I'm cheeky Bobby. And that's another episode of sign me up podcast signing out. <laughs> <laughs>